Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Good hey, everybody. I'm Philadelphia. 76ers. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another post-Sixers win reaction. I'm Lauren Rosen. Matt Murphy is here. The 76ers get it done in their last one ahead of the All-Star break. Six double-figure performances. Matt Murphy, good morning. How good did it feel to get that win last night? They were able to stop Cleveland's seven-game winning streak in the process, 118-112, for their fourth straight win, meaning the Sixers a good way to go into the break. A really strong first half, another really strong shooting performance from this Sixers team. They came out really hot out of the gates, especially from three. James Harden had a big first quarter. Joel Embiid hit a very impressive milestone. So they end up, you know, holding on against one of the other top contenders in the East. And it was a good way to go into the break. And a lot happened early in the game. Joel Embiid becomes the fastest sixer to ever reach the 10,000 career point threshold. He surpassed Allen Iverson for the fastest to do so. We'll hear from Joel about hitting that milestone in just a couple of minutes. But as always, let's start with some notables from the box score. If you guys hear anything that you want us to dive into as I go through this, please submit, again, if you're listening live, a comment or a DM, and we'll make sure to tailor the conversation accordingly. So, Quickly, through the box score, Joel Embiid leads the way once again. He continues to be one of the league's leading scorers. 29 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. He shot 11 for 12 from the free throw line, 9 for 21 overall in 39 minutes of play. Like we said, all five starters finish in double figures, plus Tyrese Maxey. James Harden, 19 points, 4 rebounds, 12 assists, a steal, and a block. D'Anthony Melton, 17 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. He shot... 
very well. Four for eight overall, seven for seven from the line. More free throws than usual for DeAnthony Melton last night and some big ones down the stretch when it got close. 13 points for Tobias Harris, plus two rebounds and two steals. 10 points for P.J. Tucker, plus three rebounds and a steal. P.J. and Tobias both very efficient from the field. P.J. four for five, Tobias five for eight. Tobias shot three for four from deep. P.J. shot two for two from deep. Tyrese Maxey led the bench once again. 16 points, two rebounds, two assists. He shot six for 12 from the field, two for four from three in his 28 minutes of play. Uh, a good night for the team, especially in the first half. Again, got a little closer than they wanted it to uh, in the second half. But Matt Murphy, when you look at the team stats, what sort of stands out to you on this one? Well, quickly on the milestone for Joel Embiid hitting 10,000 points, you mentioned he did so faster than Allen Iverson the fastest sixer of all time, uh, to do so, to reach 10,000, it was 373 games for Embiid, 378 for Iverson. Surprisingly, when it comes to the box score, and by the way, if you want to let us know what your favorite moment of the Sixers season prior to the All-Star break was, please send us a tweet. Click on the purple icon, the chat box on the bottom right. Send us a DM by clicking on our icons and messaging us directly, and we'll read some of those. But as do that as we continue to break down the box score and move along here with our reaction. But surprisingly, Lauren, my box score takeaway is going to be an individual rather than a team stat. I think it is the 17 points for DeAnthony Melton to get back on track heading into the break. He it, it was a lot of games before the break, and that's something that not only Doc Rivers has talked about, but the players and players from other teams, coaches from other teams, playing not just half of your season, but uh, really a lot of your season before getting a few days off. And with Melton, he has had such strong stretches this year, but he's also had tough defensive assignments throughout the year. So for him to, to come away feeling good about his offense as well, and hit some clutch free throws down the stretch. That is sort of a, a way that I can get around not picking a team stat that by highlighting the free throw shooting, and he definitely contributed to that. They only missed two as a team, 27 for 29. He made all seven of his, like we talked about, and they were big ones down the stretch to put the finishing touches on it. So I, I come away looking at DeAnthony Melton on the box score and, and feeling good about that. We can hear from DeAnthony Melton himself. In the morning, I talked to Tyrese Maxey in our courtside comparison series presented by Nerd Wallet. Tyrese said about the team starting one and four this season, again, as we sort of do a little retrospective on the first chunk of the regular season. Tyrese in the morning said, I'm proud. I always talk about how we started out one and four and everybody was writing us off. We stayed resilient. We stuck together and now we're here. Then sure enough, they get the victory last night to rise to 38 wins on the season after that one and four start. D'Anthony Melton discussed it coming off the court. So let's hear from D'Anthony. D'Anthony Melton, you guys let it get a little closer than you wanted it to, but you've talked all season about wanting to figure out ways to win. How did you guys figure it out down the stretch tonight? Uh, we just executed. Uh, I think we got stops late uh, and we hit free throws. So I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, a team like that, they really quick, explosive, and young. So we just got to keep, you know, maintaining with them. Last game ahead of the All-Star break. You guys started this season 1-4. and four. You've talked about it a lot. You go into the break 38-19. and 19. What is working for you guys, and how much progress have you made over these last couple months? Man, we're just playing together. Uh, I think we realize what kind of team we have, you know, guys, coaching staff, and stuff like that, and we just utilizing them. Uh, we got a lot of guys that, you know, 
kill people in a lot of different ways. So we just got to keep fighting and keep going and play defense. Joel Embiid led the way sort of across the board for you guys tonight. It's your first season with him. What's it like to be Joel Embiid's teammate uh, when he plays this way? He's just so dominant. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody in the league can really, you know, stop him. Uh, all they can do is hope to contain him, send double team to triple team. So, you know, he's getting open shots for guys like me, uh, George, Tyrese, uh, everybody really. So uh, he just, you know, he's being a team player. Anthony, thank you. Go get some rest. Thank you. Doc Rivers was funny last night after the game, Matt, talking about how they got the win. He said it was really good when the clock ran out. He said that he felt the All-Star break sort of started a little bit for his team at halftime after that excellent first half. And guys like DeAnthony Melton have certainly earned the right to a few days off their feet. Uh, Matt, I know we're going to hear from Tyrese, from Joel, but thoughts on on DeAnthony or, or anyone else on this box score before we hear from those guys? I had mentioned Harden earlier his first quarter was actually eight points and eight assists. It seems like Cleveland has been prone to some slow starts in their, not only the the last game against the Sixers in Philadelphia, but even a couple more leading into the all-star break. So the Sixers were able to come out and build up enough of a lead to maintain. And they shot seven for eight in the, in the first quarter. Um, yeah, I was I was going to say some options, Lauren, that we can consider throughout for first half moments. We've talked a lot about Joel's 50-point games against Utah in November, Charlotte in December. The Utah stat line was crazy and worth repeating. 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocked shots, some highlight-worthy defensive plays to save that game. I, I like the celebrations he had in those moments with his son, Arthur, and then the Denver game more recently, almost 50 in a really big spotlight, 47 points, 18 rebounds, five assists, three steals, and two blocks, a, a big-time uh, dagger late in that game, and, and the moment of James Harden jumping on Embiid's back. Some of those things stick with me. I know we did get uh, a message from Mary saying that her favorite moment was Shake's half-court shot at the Knicks on Christmas Day, which for an individual play has to rank up there. But just some options as we continue to move along. Not totally getting off of the the Cleveland game, but just those thoughts going through my head. And if anyone else wants to chime in, please do. Yeah, Matt, I can go ahead and give mine. Marcus, Marcus and I share the same uh, the same memorable moment from the first chunk of the season. He said, speaking of starting one and four, how about Tyrese Maxey to get the second win when he scored like crazy in Toronto? Uh, that's one that I've talked about this season already, but I'll go ahead and recycle it and echo Marcus's thoughts. That one, of course, was back in October. Um, we've heard it a lot. They started one and four. In order to get to two and four, it took a heck of a performance from Tyrese Maxey on a career night in Toronto. It was the second of two games in Toronto, um, and Tyrese finished with a whopping 44 points, eight rebounds. Eight rebounds stands out in that line. I don't know if I had fully processed that one before. 44 points, eight rebounds, four assists, and a steal. He shot 15 for 20 on the night. He made nine threes, nine for 12 from three, and of course made his first seven uh, and five for six from the free throw line in 40 minutes of play. And and in hindsight, Tyrese has talked about that game as, as really an opportunity for him to say, you know what, the team really needs me here. No Joel that night. Uh, the team needs me to help figure out how to start getting some wins. And, and cool to see a then 21-year-old figure it out for his crew. So Marcus, thanks for the answer. Um, we're going to go through some more. But on the topic of both Joel and Tyrese, Matt, I think let's just hear 
from the two of them right now. So here's Joel and Tyrese last night for some context. Tyrese was doing media at his locker. The guys sort of can choose their own adventure uh, after after games when asked to speak to the media. Sometimes they come to the podium. Sometimes they speak at their locker. Last night, a celebratory environment for not only winning the game, but getting to the All-Star break. Tyrese was going to talk to the media at his locker. Joel came over in the big energy chain, which, of course, is won by the Sixer that does the best job during the post-game lift. Joel last night was the post-game lift champ. So he came over in the big energy chain, plopped himself down next to Tyrese, and they did media together. So I'll let you guys listen to the two of them going back and forth. There's a funny moment where they sort of do impressions of each other. If it's confusing at all, we can we can explain it afterwards, but I think it's going to speak for itself. Uh, take a listen to Joel and Tyrese together post-game. Uh, you never know. Just like you said, you know, as a game of runs, uh, that's a pretty good team over there. Um, you know, they're going to give, you know, a lot of teams troubles, um, you know, in that second half of the season and the playoffs. Uh, obviously, we knew that we we're going to make a run. It was all about you know, uh, you know, we sustained it and, you know, uh, we were going to stop him. And uh, we made, uh, we got the stops when we needed them. Joel, in the first half of the season, Tyrese had his first injury as a pro. He came back. He learned to play multiple roles. You've been his sort of biggest cheerleader since day one. So what do you make of, of the way he's battled through adversity this season? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> That's a good answer. Next go. question. There you go. Nah, but, um, I mean, that was, uh, that was his first time, you know, going through an injury uh, for someone that had been through a few. Um, uh, it just shows how tough he is, uh, not just, you know, physically, but mentally, uh, to be able to come back and, you know, lose your spot in the starting lineup and, you know, having to come off the bench and adjust. Um, you know, he just shows you that he's in for the right reasons, which is to win. And that's what we need. Everybody be on the same page, um, no matter who's, you know, playing or not. Um, you know, we just need everybody to be bought in. Tyrese, Joel is playing in his third consecutive MVP caliber season. What's it been like to share all three of those with him? On call. On call. Nah. Joel's going Joel. I mean, it's funny. I, I tell you all the time, I try not to take it for granted because uh, some of the things that he does on the basketball court are, you know, I've never seen before. And uh, for him to do it at his size and at his speed and do it at the high level that he does it at every single night, um, it's remarkable. And uh, we're going to need him. And like he said, you know, one of the keys to, to this year is just staying healthy. Him, everybody. You know, if we can stay healthy, I feel like this team has a really good chance and the sky's the limit. To follow up on the milestone, Joel, how, how impressive do you think it is that you you edged AI, who was obviously a ball-dominant guard and scorer? Um, it's great. Um, you know, just like you said, um, I'm, I'm extremely lucky. Um, but then again, I put in a lot of work to be, you know, in to be able to put myself in those positions, uh, no matter what it is on the floor, to be able to make something happen. Uh, extremely lucky, uh, but then again, I also put in the work, so uh, I'm just proud uh, he contributes to winning. Uh, you, know, you know, just playing, doesn't matter how much you score, you know, as long as you win, that's what matters. Paul Reed has been giving you a lot, some, some good minutes off the bench. It's what do you make of his play for you guys? Uh, I mean, he's doing what we need him to do. Um, you know, playing hard, you know, being active offensively and defensively, offensively setting screens, uh, getting extra possessions defensively, trying to be as, as, as aggressive as possible. Uh, obviously, got to, you know, stop falling, stop being a hacker, but 
but no, but uh, it's been. Uh, you can see the last few games. Uh, it's one of the reasons why you know we've been able to, you know, get these leads and and keep them. Joel, very complimentary there of both of his teammates from that 2020 draft class in Tyrese Maxey and Paul Reed, who, of course, gave some big minutes last night. Matt, uh, any, any thoughts on that little exchange? Uh, Tyrese not caring in Joel voice? It was funny. I mean, to further paint the picture, there were like 30 people gathered around Joel Embiid and James or in Tyrese Maxey at the lockers in the locker room. Sometimes they're at the podium, like like you said, and then throughout, because most of the or a lot of the questions towards the end were geared towards Embiid, Maxi was kind of regretting and vocally expressing that he it was a bad idea to do a combined media session with Embiid because then he got you know caught up in it for maybe longer than it would have been if they were going individually. Um, but I w- I wanted to add that it seemed like in the arena when they show when they made the announcement about Joel hitting 10,000 points that during timeouts the team is locked in on what the coaches are saying but sometimes they pay a little extra attention to those types of announcements and and even the staff everyone was looking at the the video board and congratulating Embiid and and they looked to be locked in on that like it was Obviously, it's an impressive thing to reach, and I think everybody stopped for a minute and really took in what that meant to to do to hit 10,000 in five fewer games than Allen Iverson, and really what Joel Embiid has done to this point in his career, and he's still got a lot of career to go, but it was something where everyone seemed to really soak it in. I, I'm sure you felt kind of the same way. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and, and always cool to see the t- teammates embracing one another. There's been no shortage of that all season long with this crew. Um, looking ahead, Matt Murphy is going to be on the ground at All Star this weekend, and I know we've talked a ton about Joel Embiid on this on this episode already. Uh, but I want to hear a little bit about Mac McClung. Matt Murphy, of course, wrote an awesome feature on Sixers.com about Mac McClung, the Sixers' new two-way signee. He will also be participating. Well, he'll be participating in a variety of events this weekend, but headline of course by the dunk contest Matt what can you tell the squad about Mac McClung I've got some Mac McClung notes for sure before I get to them I did want to mention a question from B Walds who said thoughts on PJ's defensive work and I've mentioned the the Nuggets game already that Joel Embiid you know was the the standout player in that one against Jokic and the Nuggets in that afternoon game to win seven straight at the time but P.J. Tucker and the adjustment that the coaching staff made and him guarding Jokic on some critical plays, especially in the second half, that's the game I think you point to from the first half with P.J. Tucker and the work that he's done defensively. And then throughout the season, we have heard his teammates and his coaches and his head coach, Doc Rivers, talk about just his voice and how important it is to this defense. There's been some mic'd up clips. There's been all this stuff out there. He is really just like the captain of this defense and he knows where everyone should be, and, he's, and he tells them. And I think it's maybe something that can't be talked about enough. But yes, All-Star Weekend will not only feature, uh, obviously, Joel Embiid was voted in. James Harden, unfortunately, was, was not voted in as a starter or a reserve. The roster's kind of still in flux. But at this point, as we talk on Thursday morning, but it will also feature a new sixer who is Mac McClung. 
he was signed to a two-way deal recently, and he was playing with the Blue Coats all season. It's his second professional season. He's a, a Gate City, a proud Gate City, Virginia native, and he's been having a, a big-time season for the Blue Coats. Their season was split between the Showcase Cup. If anyone has any specific questions about Mac or what I've seen, please click on my icon and, and send me a message or a tweet. But the G League season being the Showcase Cup and the regular season, his three-point shooting is probably the thing that stands out to me the most since the regular season has started. He's 39 for 78 in uh, 18 games, uh, 18 regular season games, 50% from three-point range. He's known as a big-time scorer. He's known as someone with highlight reel dunks. And he's been on people's radar because of YouTube and, and these uh, mixtapes that have been out there since he was a high school player. But now the shooting is there. He is just flat out someone who's going to hustle and try to help the Bluecoats win games. They, they almost scored uh, over the weekend or between Saturday and Monday as we're talking now. They almost scored 300 points in two wins. And they're up like 20 points late in the second win. And he dove on the sideline to save the ball with four minutes left in the game. Up by 20, they scored 296 points in these two games. Absolutely dominated. Absolutely did not have to dive and save a ball. But I think when he puts that Sixers uniform on and, and he gets a chance to make his debut in front of Sixers fans, they're going to see that type of grit and determination from Mac McClung. And, and first, we'll see it on the national stage. That is NBA All-Star Weekend. He's got an event every day. He's got the Rising Stars game on Friday night, he's got the dunk contest on Saturday night and the G League All-Star game, also known as the Next Up game, on Sunday afternoon. So you'll see a lot of Mac McClung. He has a history of dunk contests. He actually went back and forth as a high school player against Kevin Porter Jr., now of the Houston Rockets, and they did two or three dunk contests where they were finalists, and McClung won two out of his three before even entering college. And there's a couple of notable things he did in high school that I want to get to as well. But I feel like I, I went pretty deep there on McClung. You asked for it, Lauren. You gave me the runway. I will sort and see if anyone has any additional questions before getting to those, uh, those records he broke in high school. But he's a, a really fun player. He's six foot two, and he'll be sporting a Sixers jersey at these events, the dunk contest, all of it. He's, he's absolutely going to put on a show. He does it every game in layup lines and with his in-game dunks, but it will be good to see him. Congratulations to him, the 29th G League call-up of the, the season so far. He's played two NBA games, one for the Bulls, one for the Lakers last year. Now it's about trying to stick. These guys fight through the grind of the G League and are trying to stay on NBA teams, and it's not a 10-day contract for him. It's a two-way contract. Uh, so we'll see if he can indeed stick in the NBA. That's what everyone's goal is. Yeah, Matt, I don't have uh, questions. And so as we begin to wrap this one up, if you want to get some last questions in at the buzzer, we are happy to answer them. But I'd love to hear uh, your last takes on Mac. Any other background you want to give us, those high school records. Again, if you guys aren't aware, Matt is also the voice of the Delaware Bluecoats. So for all those G League call-ups, he mentioned the 29 this season thus far. He's one of the foremost experts in the field. So cool to hear him talk about his guy, Mac, and looking forward to seeing your coverage of him in Salt Lake City this week. Shout out to Jaden Springer as well, because it hasn't been the lineup all year in Delaware, but the last stretch of games, the Bluecoats are playing really well. They're second in the East, six, Sixers third in the East at the NBA level. So both teams having success, but 
Springer and McClung, that duo has been amazing lately. And Springer had a 30-point game, a 22-point game on Saturday and Monday. And the, the two things I wanted to add about McClung are Sixers-related as well. Not only did he break in high school, people know this stuff, but it, it sometimes gets confused in the shuffle. He's not the all-time leader in Virginia state history scoring anymore for his career, but he did break at the time Allen Iverson's Virginia single-season scoring record as a senior. So AI had the record when McClung was a senior at Gate City. He scored 1,153 points to surpass Allen Iverson. So like Embiid doing so to 10,000 points in a Sixers uniform, Mac McClung surpassed Iverson for the single-season record in Virginia State High School history as a senior. And then former Sixer J.J. Redick, had scored 43 points in the state championship in Virginia in 2002, and McClung scored 47 to claim that record to help his high school to the state championship. So beating an Iverson record, beating a J.J. Redick record, and uh, now a Sixer himself, that's uh, part of the very interesting Mac McClung story and storylines. Thanks for sharing, Matt. We appreciate you. Um, I saw a couple last comments. A lot of love for Joel Embiid's 59-point performance. Thank you to Dean, Dean0404, for the 59-point performance. Loved seeing Joel jump on Joel's, or sorry, rather Tyrese jump on Joel's back in their new uniforms. That, of course, was the first night, right, Matt, of this year's City Edition Brotherly Love uniform 59-point performance from Joel Embiid. Um, And I think that for me will about do it ahead of the All-Star break. The Sixers head into the break 38 and 19. They'll be back next week as they host the Memphis Grizzlies. The month of March is going to be a tough one. Lots and lots of road games for the squad in the month of March. They've already talked about making sure that they get rest now to be able to perform then. Uh, Matt Murphy, I'm going to let you have the last word if you want to give any last thoughts on the All-Star game and break ahead. And otherwise, guys, thanks as always for listening to Spaces with us, for listening on the 76ers Insiders Podcast Network. We've got some exciting things to come for you guys. Uh, We have a one-on-one or a two-on-one, rather, with Jalen McDaniels in that 76ers Insiders feed right now. So if you're looking for Sixers content as you head into your weekend or your all-star break, if you're in the industry, go check that one out. Matt and I had a great time doing it. Um, And Matt, I will let you shut this one down. Absolutely. Uh, Really enjoyed our conversation with Jalen McDaniels on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed. Please check that one out. He had some good stuff about what it was like to check in for the first time in front of the home crowd. Uh, His second game when he made his home debut. I really liked that part. And then he told an interesting story at the very end about George Niang and meeting George Niang a few years back before they would ever become teammates in Philadelphia. So be on the lookout for that one. By the way, my pick for favorite moment of the first part of the season prior to the All-Star break is going to be the moment when Embiid hit the shot against Denver. The timeout was called and Harden jumped on his back. The 50-point performances I think I've picked before for something similar. So going with the more recent one, end of January in that showdown against the Denver Nuggets. But that will do it for us again. A sit-down, about 20-minute sit-down with Jalen McDaniels available on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed, just like these post-game reactions are as well. So wherever you get your podcast, just search 76ers Insiders, click on the little plus sign wherever it might be, and follow the feed, and you'll get those straight to your phone. So 
Thanks, everybody, for tagging along with us, as always. Lauren Rosen, thank you to you. Everyone, enjoy the, the break. I will be in Salt Lake City with the covering the Sixers at All-Star Weekend, so be on the lookout for some stuff there as well. But we appreciate the support. The Sixers at the break, their spot in the standings, I said third place, the record, 38 wins, 19 losses. They head into the break on a four-game winning streak after the win over Cleveland. Thanks, everybody. We'll do it again soon. Enjoy the All-Star break. See ya. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.